0: The idea is that it's not just that you need to vote and understand what the issues are and understand who the candidates are that are running on your ballot, who they are, but it also, to take it a step further, when you say, what's the the biggest thing we could do right now, is that you get yourself educated, but then you also educate the people in your circle. And that can be in your family, your relatives, your neighbors. Um, And and to take that even further, it would be to volunteer to call people you don't even know and volunteer for the different campaigns. You know, like if you go to Vote Save America, they will direct you. VoteSaveAmerica.org will direct you to all sorts of ways that you can volunteer to get the word out.
1: That was Amy Politi. Everyone, welcome back to Seeker and Sage. My name is Danny Pohn and I am your host with The Most. Today's episode is all about yoga and politics. Now there's one thing I wanna acknowledge when you start talking about politics, period. You're never gonna please everybody, and there's a lot out there to be said. So I hope that we go into this episode with an open mind, um, being able to listen, and really just hold space for any kind of conversation like we would. That's one thing that I love about the show is I can bring anything on here. And I know that we're all available to, uh, to listen. So anyway, we get into yoga and politics. Um, I think it is important, uh, especially in the time that we're living in right now. It is extremely important. So yeah, Amy and I dive into it. We don't hold back. We just get full on into it. Uh, quick heads up and a reminder that the 20 Day Soul Reset Challenge is happening on October 12th. It's 20 days of restorative meditation, pranayama, and yoga nidra. I am giving this away to my community. It's located inside the Danny Palm Plume Yoga app. So you can download that on the iTunes uh, app store. Or you can download it on Google Play or pretty much anywhere. You can find it on my website. But October 12th. 20 days soul reset challenge it is a great way to just tune back into you um without further ado oh this is where i ask you about a review huh yeah this is the part um don't forget to leave us a review on itunes it's super important tell your friends uh share the show because that's how the show grows and it's important so yeah without further ado here goes episode 139
2: amy this is round two for us this is the second time i get to have you on my show
0: I know. That's so great because we have such (laughs) a good conversation and I just love talking to you. I wish we could do it in real life and not just on podcasts.
2: I think we're going, I mean, it's going (laughs) to, I I was saying this last time we talked, but like at this point, like I want to go do some sort of training or workshop or whatever it is just so that I could, you know, we can share some space together. And I want to see you do your thing. I've seen you do your thing online plenty of times, but I want to see you do it in person.
0: Right. Like go out to lunch in between trainings or something. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, if trainings are still, if it's still going to be a thing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> so, you know, we, we um, you know, this episode kind of came about because you had, you know, made a post online and I asked you, it was the post that Sean Korn did um, about calling out some of the stuff that we're seeing on social media. Um, and I had asked you about the slides and, you know, you kind of pointed me in, in the right direction and me and you just... We just started really engaging in how important, um, you know, politics is right now, and and how it's important it is to call out some of the stuff that we're seeing. And so, this uh, you know, this podcast episode came about because of that. And I, I think I just, as we start the show, I want to stress the importance. You know, I, I can't speak on your behalf, but it is just really important for everyone listening to this episode to understand the severity. Of this election and of voting in general. Um, And so I want to start us off by just saying, like, thank you everyone for listening. And two, let's activate and let's do something.
0: Yeah. And I think to add to that, um, you know, I know that uh, politics can sometimes make yogis feel uncomfortable. Um, or talking about the future of, of a country like ours, um, which does involve a political process, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, policymakers, lawmakers. Um, but just to say that I think both you and I agree that politics is in some sense part of yoga because yoga, or I should say politics, is about collective care. You know, it is about... Um, making sure that everyone in a society is taken care of and that everyone in society has the basics that they need through the use of taxpayer money right so like we're all undoubtedly a part of that system and to sort of turn away from it um, really in my mind goes goes a, it goes apart from the the ideals and the values of yoga which are about, Care and service to others, and Karma Yoga, which is the yoga of action, of Seva, of taking care of others, um, of being of service to others. So it really, it really kind of saddens me when folks feel that um, politics are not part of yoga. Um, and and also just to say that um, when yoga leaders state their own beliefs about politics, it does. It's not about making others um, like trying to brainwash folks, or it's not about um, trying to make them uh, or make claims to how they should be thinking. Mm -hmm. It's just that they're stating their mind. We are all free to think whatever we want. I'm going to make that really clear. Everyone on this podcast listening, you are free to think however you want. Like just because you know, I'm going to be really explicit about voting democratic in this election. And I think you would too, Danny, knowing you, Yeah. Um, that does. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just simply using free speech to speak about how I feel. And so I just want to kind of set the parameters for the podcast in a sense that, you know, that yes, politics are about collective care that is within keeping of yoga values. And me being explicit about my beliefs is not in any way um, like an absolute or a dogma. It is it is simply me stating my truth and and stating what I believe to be true.
2: Mm -hmm. So just
0: want to put that out there.
2: Yeah, I think it's important. And you know, I've I've heard yoga teachers specifically, I've heard studio owners say that, you know, politics don't belong in yoga. And and I'm of the same school of thought, like, well it kind of is, it it really is the foundations of yoga. It's asking the questions, it's finding the inquiry. And more importantly, like coming back to what you're saying, like the whole point of of yoga is finding the inquiry without the judgment. Yeah, it's finding the inquiry without the judgments and it's finding the inquiry without the reaction. You know, it's it's actually sitting back, being a witness, allowing it to kind of, you know, do its thing and then make an educated decision from there. After you've checked your truth,
0: yeah, and, and I would even, yeah, Go ahead. And I would even say that that you we are going to make a judgment. Like, like a judgment isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think that that word gets, it gets kind of a bad rap in yoga. But judgment, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's actually quite a favorable word. It's like making the most discerned choice and like making the best choice. You know, it's like it's not this. It doesn't have to be this thing of like intolerance. I think it gets confused. With intolerance, right? When actually judgment, we should have a. Well, I believe we should have like a like better attitude around that word when you look up the actual definition in the dictionary. Mm. So yeah, we like you said, we are going to take in all the information and then make a choice.
2: Right, right, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's it's really it's it's hard for people and and I, you know I guess another thing that comes up too is you know, as we set the parameters. I think what a lot of people forget is whatever side you're on, you, when you kind of like, not when you kind of, when you actually like boiled down mm-hmm. most of the things, you realize we kind of want the same thing, you know, we want good for people. We want, you know, stability for, you know, each other and,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: one another, just some extra stuff gets convoluted in that. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, we've been so polarized by misinformation and an inability to agree on facts and to agree on the source of information. Um, you know, and that just, yeah, I'll just say that for now.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen people post, you know things from the Onion, and you know the, I don't know if, I, if everyone's aware, but the Onion is a satire nice. <laughs> website. A it's, <laughs> it's a joke. it's a total joke, but people have reposted it, being like, "Oh no, oh my gosh, this is a thing!" You know, there's there's actually immigrants hanging on the fl- on the the wings of planes, and they're they're trying to come in here. You see, like, so so it's it's I don't know. I guess it's just important to to make sure that when we when we question question, question and inquiry. (laughs) Exactly. So I want to get a little more into, and and this helps, you know, my education as well. There Mm -hmm. is a lot of misinformation being Mm -hmm. put out there and it is because things have been so polarized and because, you know, the truth of it, and we've seen this, there are people that literally are hired to write articles that are full of misinformation and spread it to help divide people versus help bring people together. And specifically, there's been a lot in the spiritual community. I'm talking, you know, about QAnon, you know, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. it feels like high school, he said, she said.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's really hard to decipher, you know, it's really hard to decipher because there. you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it, it's, there's just a lot going out there. I, I wanted to hear some more of your insight on this.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I think the first thing we need to do is recognize that historically, when we go back to the 2016 election, there was, you know, like, I don't know how many Russian officials, 15 Russian officials have been indicted by our justice
2: mm-hmm.
0: department um, for meddling in the election through disinformation. And what they did is they divided, they were, their whole psychology, this is like KGB stuff, is to divide united communities, like the black community or the yoga community or whoever, and to pit them against each other um, by creating a story that is appealing in some way. And it's really important to recognize that that is how our election was interfered with in 2016 and that we should we should expect the same thing to occur again. And mm-hmm. so when you talk about QAnon conspiracy getting into the wellness world um there's I've so much to say about it it's so complex and mm-hmm. at the same time I also don't want I'm saying it with also like not wanting to spend too much time sure on it because so much time is needed right now to move us in a direction that puts um, someone in the White House who has a seven point plan to beat COVID-19, for example, that would be Biden, to build back our economy, which is destroyed. I mean, every yoga studio and their mother has gone out of business, <laughs> not everyone, but so many, um, to bring back racial, not bring back, I'm sorry, but to, to deal with the fact that we have racial inequality um, to deal with the fact that our education system is is shit, um, to deal with the fact that we need a clean energy future and climate change that brings jobs, mm-hmm. to deal with the fact that we need to end gun violence um, and violence against women. Um, you know, so so many things, disabilities, the LGBTQ um, lack of equity, um, gender equality. I mean, like, the list goes on of things that, that we need to shift. And like, I want us to make sure we spend most of our time there, but yeah, totally. but I do think it, it is important to call out the, the problem with misinformation. And I, and it's historically, so we have that with our own election in 2016, it's how Trump was elected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we also have going back all the way to the 1940s, we have what you might call the problem of biased Media, right? Like media reporters, journalists who have their own biases. And I want to say that, like, I don't think that bias is actually a problem until it messes with the facts Mm. or it it messes with a lack of um, accountability to the facts. Where, like, so this whole notion that the mainstream media is a thing is kind of funny because. There are just so many different channels of media, like, like um, I've been listening to the Conspirituality podcast since Sean Korn brought our attention to that podcast, and it's wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: um, I, th- I think it's 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 Derek Barris who says that it's sort of a joke this idea of the mainstream media because the mainstream media is is kind of like what you think of when you think of. Um, like somebody that's not telling you the truth because they have some other agenda. <laughs> so that's yeah. been like the MSM. But the truth is, is that most major news outlets are comprised of a, of a team of people that are accountable to facts. And they are, they, they, they are accountable to one another to follow journalistic standards of ethics When you compare that with media silos on social media who are single individuals or influencers, who, as you say, may have been paid by Russian agents or the Trump campaign or who knows, or they may not even be paid, but they're sowing misinformation with zero accountability. Right. Like you'll see like the Washington Post or something. If they post something that's incorrect, they are accountable to that, that that mistake, and they make an apology and a correction. You're not going to see that necessarily with an independent non-journalist who did not go to school for journalism, has no credential in journalism. Like I think we're really starting to see that there's this disconnect between folks who have spent their career and it's their expertise and they have studied and they have spent, you know, 15 20 30 years in journalism. And we we discredit their information, right. but we credit some random person who's like, you know, a yoga teacher that graduated from a 200-hour teacher training only and is like suddenly advising on nutrition advice, you know, like it's, it's like, yeah, or, or, or yoga advice for that matter. And they have a million followers and because they live on a beach and they have a killer body and they're tan, you know, and they're, it's really appealing to look at their account. And so suddenly they are an authority. They right. don't have accountability to the truth because they're not part of a well-funded organization. So this notion that we can't safely get our news from a journalist who sure has a bias and an opinion like mm-hmm. any human being would have an opinion and would make judgments right mm-hmm. it's whether they're accountable to the facts right and so the problem is that we are no longer agreeing on what the facts are and to me i far more trust a news organization like the guardian for example right than i'm going to trust some random influencer that says hey watch these youtube videos or like a youtube journalist like, what, like, what is that? So, so. But
2: Amy, they're on a beach and they have a tan. Come on, <laughs>
0: exactly. And they have tons of followers, so they must be an expert. They must be a career journalist. No, they're right. not. And right. I think it's also just an insult to those who are. You know, yeah. like I went to school with, like my best friend in in high school, went to Yale to be a journalist and lived in the Middle East to report on on the wars there. And, to, and she's, you know, a New York Times reporter. Are you going to tell me that she's a dishonest, lying person trying to cover up an underground cabal? You know, <laughs> like it's yeah. just and, and also like the implausibility of of so many people in the media, like media outlets all over the world, hiding mm-hmm. a sex trafficking circle is just not plausible like like that would be the biggest surprise party in the world that you that like you're hiding from the birthday boy
2: yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah. Like
0: totally. how is this, that many people yeah
2: <laughs> you know, and like yeah. that,
0: it's this underground thing but um so anyway that's that's what i think about information and getting our information and being able to agree on facts and i think there's this other this other situation, which is like, why is it that yoga folks or wellness folks are susceptible to misinformation? Like, what is causing that? And I think that's another conversation.
2: Right. right. Which we yeah, can briefly, but. Total, you- to- yeah, totally. To- I mean, yeah, I, I would say I, I think it's beneficial. I think a lot of people need to hear it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's like, it's so complex and nuanced, but I, I feel that I feel like we are in a situation where already before COVID, the internet use has just gone up since 2010. Our internet use is off the charts, Mm -hmm. and there have been studies done that suggest that internet use actually changes the shape of the brain and it makes you kind of dumb. And our attention span has gone down quite significantly. We used to be higher than a goldfish; we're lower now, as a general rule. Okay, and so so like we're dumber. So there's that Um, we don't read books as many as often because like our phones are so tantalizing, like they've got the latest thing going on in them. So like reading a book is like reading what the author thought three years ago versus like what everyone thinks right now. Right. So there's, there's a little bit of that dumbing down. Um, Then you add a, uh, you add a, you add a pandemic that has us isolated from being in relationship, interaction with one another, like in person, and a lot more time on the internet, you're going to increase the levels of like dullness, like our brains aren't sharp. And not only will are we on the internet more, but we're also quite anxious and we're hurting and we're grieving the loss of life. We're grieving the loss of normalcy. We're grieving the fact that it's not safe to go see our parents in some cases. Like I haven't seen my family in, you know, nine months now. That's not normal for me. Right. And so we're, we're, we're anxious and we're grieving and we're uncertain and scared. You know, we don't know what's really happening. And so we either fall back on our practices and things which keep us sharp and be discerning about where we get our information or anxiety leads us to want to find a solution that's, that makes sense, right? So these stories and these conspiracies and these theories are a sort of explanation for what is just unexplainable right now. Like the like, in my lifetime, I have never had a year like this, and I don't think anyone has. So that level of anxiety can drive us to sources of information that seem to make sense of the craziness,
2: right? Because because there's comfort in trying to attach yourself to something that sort of makes sense when everything else doesn't,
0: right? Or or is offering a solution, or it's offering an explanation. And, and it's really easy to believe those those theories. And there's also a bit of psychological comfort that's given by these theories. Um, we're all together in this. Like, we're all like, you know, we are the light workers. We're going to solve this problem. There's like a unity feeling over there, right?
2: Right, right.
0: And right. I just hope that anyone listening can discern That that's what's going on, that there could be misinformation and meddling going on from a KGB standpoint, like that there's somebody trying to divide you and there's somebody trying to indoctrinate you because it means that it'll turn you toward the Trump administration and Trump as some sort of savior when that's not the case.
2: Right. I agree. Yeah. There's a, there, I mean, there's a whole lot said in that and, and, you know, just kind of echoing what, what you're saying when, I think I've said this so much on the podcast in the last few months, but we don't have a manual for this. We don't know how to, you know, one day we're supposed to be outside. Then we're supposed to be inside. Then you can't go outside and you can't do this. And like, you know, go outside, like your mental health needs to be taken care of. So go outside, but don't go visit. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of like up, down and in between. And it's because, we've never experienced anything like this. So we're going with it in real time and that Mm -hmm. creates the instability. But I think it's that level of, you know, for me that really requires a level of trust within yourself to be able to sit with that instability to know, okay, well, this is new. So there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be rights and wrongs and figuring it out. And I also look at this as, as, you know, kind of what you're saying, what what's given me a little bit of perspective is I look at, I don't know, for instance, Canada. And right. everyone everyone did a few things there at the same time, and they're in a very different position than we are.
0: Extremely and,
2: and yet there are so many people on this side that are like, Nope, I'm not doing this because X, Y, Z or whatever. And there's also this other thing going on. Like, we're the only people that are starting to believe what's going like what stories are being put out there and resisting against what we see the rest of the world, you know, excelling at, or not all the world, but most of the world excelling at, and yet we're still resisting it.
0: Yeah. And I, it's, it's so well said. So well said. I, I look at, um, I look at this whole idea of questioning the media or questioning the news as very much a Trumpian thing. Like it's a thing that got introduced in 2015 to our country of like the, the media is the enemy of the people and fake news. Like that was all brought in by Mr. Trump Mm -hmm. and this distrust. Right. And it's just very sad to me to see people, People, like the leader, his leadership basically trickling down mm-hmm. and buying and us buying into that, right? Like, like I look at some of the journalists on television who have PhDs in political science, who went to Brown, who grew up in New York City with me. These are people that, that do care and they care about bringing the truth to everybody. And I watched, you know, and I watched um, Governor Cuomo during the New York, the way he handled New York. Mm-hmm. And it was very transparent. It was very much like, this is what's going on. It's mm-hmm. horrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, the, and this is what we need to do. And his leadership was crystal clear. Right. And it was very directive. And that's exactly why New York like has barely any cases. I mean, they are creeping back up a little bit, but they, they completely flattened their curve. And my family is, you know, they're going about their business in ways that we cannot in Colorado. Um, Because of his leadership, and so I think that that resistance that you're talking about is really coming from a lack of clear leadership from the top.
2: Right. Right. It's
0: a leadership that's telling you to question the media. It's a instead of listen to you know listen to Cuomo. His he had daily briefings. Right. Right. That everybody yeah. And And shared it. (laughs) It's just the lack of clarity that creates the chaos and the distrust. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Whereas if someone just leveled with us and was like, okay, this is what we need to do. And you know, like that's Colorado is, is not like New York, but it's pretty good. Like it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really think that comes from governor Cuomo being pretty balanced about it. Like he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been like, no one can leave their home. (laughs) He's not like putting down, The gate, but he's like, you know, wear a mask, and so pretty much in Boulder, it's cool. Like you walk by somebody on the trail and they put their mask on, Um, so so no one's like it's not so resistant because we've had clear leadership,
2: right? Yeah, I understand. I mean, the same in San Francisco. I think we were one of the first cities to shut down completely. Mm -hmm. um, As we do, I mean, you know, we're we're pretty. We're a pretty forward thinking city, I like to say. And so I think that they they did it right. And we haven't had really, you know, a ton of cases here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I know firsthand from uh, a friend who's who works in a COVID clinic, and we actually haven't ha- really still we haven't had that many cases spike in San Francisco, which it sucks, because like you said, it's it, it is having an impact on you know, there are no yoga studios here anymore. Right. <laughs> they're, <Right>. they're gone, <laughs> yeah. along with a couple of other things. And I do think truly that, you know, people are doing, you know, their, their best um, with that. So Amy, I know we we kind of, you know, even, even before we started, like, there's so much where we can get into on this. And I think what is really important, and you've been such a big advocate, not just now, but in other times, you know, uh, uh, in other, in other political, you know, things that were going on over the last year, I've seen you put in the work, I've seen you do it. What can we do now? Like, what can we do to start to, we're only a few days away. We're not very far away. What can we do to start to activate? What can we do that can start to, you know, make a giant impact and a difference and something that's not going to make us feel so insignificant and Mm -hmm. something that's going to apply change into the current climate?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I think that your viewers and listeners are really a conscious, Community of people who sort of know what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel sort of out of it, like you're not, you don't know what's up, figure out what's up. Like get tuned in, you know, get tuned in. I think a lot of people got tuned in this past week because we lost Justice Ginsburg, right. who stood for so much. She stood for, <laughs> um, she stood for fighting for those who are marginalized in our culture. right? Um, she fought for their rights. And I think that that really woke a lot of folks up. Um, so, so the first thing I would say is, is, is do wake up and realize that you are part of society. Like you're, you're part of it and that you, that your civic engagement matters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy, particularly if you are privileged, meaning you are white or you are of means. Um, if you are white male, cisgendered, um, of means, you know, it's so easy. It's so easy to just go, "Well, I'll be fine." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg never. She, she. I mean, being a Jewish woman, she had her own persecutions. Sure, But she never forgot the little guy. Mm-hmm. And so I truly believe that we will all be free. We will all, like, forget that your freedom is squashed by masks. It's not. Right. It's a seven-inch piece of cloth. Right. But freedom is really what's on the line right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to know what real lack of freedom looks like, it's, mm-hmm. it's slipping into a dictatorship, which is exactly... What will happen if Trump, who has incredibly intense autocratic tendencies, mm-hmm. not even tendencies, like attributes, that like that's what it's going to look like. Like if you really want to know what freedom, having a freedom taken away looks like, that's what's at stake. And, and Ruth knew this. And um, so the idea is that it's not just that you need to vote and understand what the issues are and understand who the candidates are that are running on your ballot who they are but it also to take it a step further when you say what's the like the biggest thing we could do right now is that you get yourself educated but then you also educate the people in your circle and that can be in your family your relatives your neighbors um, and, and to take that even further, it would be to volunteer to call people you don't even know and volunteer for the different campaigns. You know, like if you go to Vote Save America, they will direct you. VotesaveAmerica.org will direct you to all sorts of ways that you can volunteer to get the word out. Because what we need in this election is such an overwhelming turnout. That we win this election by voting blue, voting Democratic up and down the ballot, mm-hmm. because I think we've lost what's left of the Republican Party. The elected officials are no longer representative of what I think the Republican Party used to be. Right. They're bought. Right. And so that's why I'm being so explicit about voting blue. Right. It's not that I hate Republicans. I don't. It's that I've, the elected officials are, they're doing, they're like doing crazy things to stay in power right now to shove a Supreme Court nomination through when the majority of our country is opposed to the kind of values of the judge that they're trying to, you know, that they will try to put on the court. And so the, we need to. Turn out for this election in such large numbers that when they go to contest the results, which they will, it's it's kind of so damn obvious that, <laughs> that like it was a blue wave right. that that they just look ridiculous trying right. to bring it to the courts. And so to do that, we need volunteers on the ground calling and writing letters and postcards to voters. Um, Text banking, but also just normal conversations with your neighbors. Right. To get folks out to vote. I hear it's and I've been doing this by the way. And a lot of times, like I'll reach one of like my yogi friends or something, and they're like, Yeah, I got my ballot, but I don't really think voting's gonna make a difference. Oh my I god. Can,
1: I can't trigger. Oh my
2: god. trigger. <laughs>
0: some of these jurisdictions can come down to one vote and yeah. that will decide who the Senator is for the entire state. Right. So do not tell me that one vote does not matter. And so, it's, yeah, and a, there's a lot on the line right now. <laughs> be,
2: being able to say something like that too, is almost like a place of privilege, you know, because oh you, you're so yeah. disconnected from it. I, 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 I want to say one thing that, you know, I, um, I love having these fierce conversations with people. I think it's important. I think that we should normalize things like this because mm. if, we, if we don't, it just keeps getting shoved under the rug. And like, you know, being uncomfortable is not a bad thing, y'all. Being uncomfortable and having a really rough conversation is not a bad thing. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person and that I'm a bad person because we have different views. It just means that we have different views, but it doesn't mean that we don't want the same for our families. we don't want the same for our communities. Like that is really important to understand. Mm-hmm. And the pushback that I've gotten is, you know, like, well, Biden and da 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 da, they're not like my favorite candidates. I'm like, yeah, that's that that's cool, but, but let's get them in there and then keep them accountable. That's you know?
0: exactly right. Mm-hmm. Let's
2: get them in there and then make sure that we, as the people that have voted them in, don't say, okay, well, we got them in, we're done, we're good. You know, it's a, it's over, it's done with. No, yes. we keep them in there and we actually keep them accountable. That we keep them right. to their word, we keep them to their policy. You know, I. I I mean, I've said this too before when people are like, well, we needed this person in, 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 in the white house. And we needed that person. Like, I don't care. Like the let's do like the mask singer where we don't even get to see who the person is. They're just in in a costume. And let's look at their policy. You know, let's look at what they've done. Let's look at their record and let's see, you know, let's see where they have been since the start of, of their career and how they've transformed and how they've grown and how you know how they may have looked at one thing in another way but truly have been backing up the work of saying another
0: right yeah and i think that you know to your point when you research somebody's policies you realize like this is what you know this is what they they are putting forward like if you go to joe biden's website it's so exciting mm-hmm. like the policies on there are amazing mm-hmm. and the way he proposes to, to bring them about are awesome. And he's, he's being like, I think it's sometimes so like, we're so about like, we must vote Trump out or we're like, neither of the candidates are good. It's all just the system is broken. Like I hear all these things and the arc of justice and the arc of change is a slow moving target. Mm -hmm. I think we're so accustomed to instant gratification with the way our phones work these days and Google and like Google maps. Like I used to have to go to the library to get information and the periodic table of information, you know, look up a library card, you know, like, um, but we're so accustomed to getting information fast that we also want the perfect candidate fast. Like if it's not the candidate that we wanted in the primary, then we just give up. And, and so I think that, um, we have to recognize, like you said, that this, this change is going to be slow and we need to be patient and also get engaged in civics, get engaged in politics, get engaged in what is going on in the world so that it's not just like when election time comes around, you go and you vote and then you go home. Like you right. vote and then you pay it, you continue to pay attention. Right. Right. Like, yes. so I think a lot of it is like, I hope this election makes people excited about being engaged in whether the candidate they put in office is doing what they said. Right. You know, but like also I think that it's important that we do look at the positives of who Biden and Harris are like Kamala Harris is the first black Southeast Asian woman to be a vice president candidate. And she's incredibly well-educated Incredibly experienced as a senator, as a former attorney general of, of the largest state in the country. Yeah, Biden might be old, but if he has a health issue or whatever, she's coming in. Like right. it's awesome. There's a lot to celebrate about these two. And there's a lot to celebrate about Senate races all over the country. You know, my, my yoga student is running for Senate in Colorado.
1: Oh wow! John That's Hickenlooper,
0: awesome. I'm delighted. He's a yogi. Like I'm delighted about that. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. And like, yeah, they're not perfect. They might not know about regenerative organic agriculture. They might not know about veganism or all the things you might be into or whatever. But um, they can they can learn. And I think the candidates we have are listening. You know, they're they're listening a lot more than those in, in office right now in the Republican party who are, are listening only to their donors.
2: Right. So. Right. Yeah. Well, Amy, I mean, I think that this, you know, we, we, as we chatted before, I think that this episode is just so important in, you know, in so many ways and really just to, to remind people like your voice does matter. Your voice does matter. Mm-hmm. It is important that you keep the spirit of inquiry alive, although it is exhausting but lean into your community members that are also doing that work. And totally. I think we both agree that really the main point of this episode, go out and vote.
0: <laughs> My God, and bring everyone and your mother with you. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. To, and just to, to kind of put a point on that, I've been telling people vote with precision Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of shenanigans going on. There's a a lot of motivation for Trump to stay in office because when he gets out of office, he's going to be indicted by the Southern district of New York. Um, As soon as he's out of office, he's a normal citizen again, which is why he's trying so hard to stay in office. Um, So there's, they're going to cheat. They're going to lie and they're going to do all sorts of shenanigans and Russia, God knows is, got their hands in it as well so when you when i say vote with precision it's register to vote duh Two, check your vote until your registration deadline for your state three make sure you follow the instructions on your ballot meticulously you know cross your t's and dot your i's check your signature follow the instructions on it Also make sure you get a mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot so that you have a piece of paper Mm -hmm. because a piece of paper can't be hacked and it can be recounted if it needs to. So there are also delays in the post office right now. So the best thing you can do is vote early. Mm. When you get your ballot in the mail, vote immediately. And if you have the option, bring it to a ballot box. If you don't have the option to bring it to a ballot box, put that first class stamp on it and pop it in the mail so that it has plenty of time to get there by election day. And then I would say, if you have to go to the polls, make a plan to go early with a, with a bag lunch and uh, the ability to wait online, PPE in tow. And when you get to the top of the line, request a paper ballot. Okay. So that you can mark it, take a photo of your ballot before you pop it in the mail, before you put it in the Dropbox, before you hand it in, so you have a photo record of it. And um, of and then there are some states that are letting you track your ballot as well. So if you have that, uh, use that advantage. And then the last thing is everything I just said. Tell it to ten other people or more. Hmm. And help people get their ballots to the polls. I ask everyone; I'm obnoxious. Like at the at the checkout line, I'm just like, "Hey, did you do you have a plan to vote?"
2: <laughs> <Just> ask, <laughs> ask like random people
0: that come and work on my house, or if I see people in the neighborhood, I'm just like, "Hey, are you voting?"
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, fun. <laughs> it's, it's so important. I, th- this is I hope people understand the severity, not just of of our democracy, but of the world. You know, climate. Yeah, this goes, in, it's it goes so deep on so many issues. I, I, I really, you know, I think again, just as we were saying, like, this is so important for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you caring enough to have a podcast about this and just everything you're about, man.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's important. <laughs> I want to continue to, you know, do this and have these conversations and help people grow. Like, this is what we came to do, right? This is what we signed up for.
0: Yeah. And it's like, we've had so many elders die this year and they were elders that stood for our own civil rights and our own freedoms. And it would be a dishonor not to step up right now and, and take the mantle, take, you know, follow in their footsteps. Elder Ginsburg, Elder Lewis, um, let's do it for them. They fought so hard for us. It's the least we can do.
2: Yeah, to fight I, for the
0: next generations to come.
2: I agree. I agree. Let them rest and let us let us uh, Shake it up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, Amy, I, I, uh, you know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. You're just. I think you're awesome. I think what you stand for is so great. You're an inspiration to to watch from afar and. Mm-hmm. I know that we will get to connect in person at some point, and uh, I'm just really thankful for for your time and for you to share your wisdom and your your passion because it really does, you know, it shines through, and it's it is important. It's so important right now.
0: Thank you, and it's the mutual admiration society over here.
2: I'm into it. <laughs> well, Till the next Seeker and Sage, this is Amy and Danny not saying peace out, but Amy and Danny saying, go out and vote and tell 10 other friends to go vote and have a backup plan. Yeah.
0: Thank you.
2: Peace out.